0: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Hollywood Speaks podcast, the podcast where you guessed it, Hollywood Speaks. On today's episode, there is no guest. It is a solo episode for our 10th anniversary or 10th episode. Is that even the anniversary? I don't know. Anyway, I thought about it and I thought it could be a good time for me to kind of answer my own questions that I ask my guests. So I'm going to be chatting through those and hopefully you find it fun even though I don't have a guest with me today. But let's just jump right in. So the first question that I typically ask is what brought you to LA? What is your LA story? So I moved to LA in March of 2022. It was actually the fir- the first day that the mask mandate was lifted, which I didn't realize that that was the timing of my move here, but it was literally perfect because it felt like everyone else in Los Angeles whether they had moved that day like I had or whether they had moved a decade prior, everyone was pretty much new to the city, trying to reestablish community, get back into the world after quarantining for quite some time. So it felt like it was just a kind of a reawakening, reopening of the city essentially. So my first full day in LA was a Sunday, moved on a Saturday, and I – Went and visited a church called reality la, which I love that church I don't go there anymore just because of the neighborhood that I live in, but I loved it Um, Went there for a while, but anyway, so that was my first church that I visited and I went there on my Sunday my first Sunday in Los Angeles I didn't know a single person And I just walked in. And if you're new, I just highly recommend, I cannot recommend enough, just talk to someone. You never know what friendships could occur because – The girl that I talked to, I'm still friends with to this day. She has picked me up from the airport. I have gone to her event. She's gone to my events. It's just been super sweet. So anyway, I walked in and I saw this girl. I walked up to this girl and I was like, oh, do you know if masks are required? And she was like, no, it's up to you. And I was like, okay, cool. I just wasn't sure I'm actually new to the city. And she was like, oh my gosh, like, do you want to sit with me? And I was like, I would love to. And so she showed me where her friends were sitting and I sat with her friends and then went to church, you know, with them and sat with them. And then after church, they were going out to brunch and they were like, do you want to come? And I was like, yes. And so we went out to brunch. We hung out for a while and then I realized that I had my first day of my new job the following day and I had done nothing to prepare because I had just been in full social mode and it was like past 5 p.m. and I was getting the Sunday scaries and I was like, I got to go, but it was such a fun way to just make friends on my first day. So if you're moving to LA, if you're new to a city, my advice, if you are open to church, Would be to go to a church, talk to one person at the very least, and you never know what could happen. Take my word for it. Um, I actually researched some churches on my flight to LA, and that's how I found Reality LA. It's a great church. Um, But yeah, so that's kind of my story to LA. But what brought me to LA is a bit of a different story. So Growing up, I did acting, dancing, I was fully convinced that I was going to be a Disney star, a actress, you would see in the billboards, and it was my whole life, that was what I figured I would do, and for a long time, I couldn't see a life without it, like I couldn't see myself being happy without acting. and. The Lord, through a series of events, showed me otherwise. So, when the pandemic first hit, I was laid off from my job as a kind of communication social media person for a nonprofit in Houston. And I felt like this burning desire to move. But then, with quarantine and the world kind of being shut down, it was not the time. So, in the years that followed the two or so years of COVID, I just pray through what it would look like for me to move. And I felt really called to a big city. I mean, I was living in Houston, which is a big city, but I felt called to a city that wasn't in the South, that wasn't in the Bible Belt, um, that was just kind of more of a city outside of that world. So I was applying to jobs in New York and Boston and LA, just all around. And after a while of kind of just like, sending my application to so many places and feeling a lack of direction. I just prayed for God to give me a sign as to where he wanted me to go. And I felt like he was putting LA in my heart. And so I asked him to show me a sign and he really did show me a sign. It was very clear to me in my spirit and in my discernment that he was telling me to move to LA. So I called my mom and I was like, mom, I have, I have some clarity. I'm moving to LA. And she was like, Oh my gosh, you got a job. And I was like, no, not yet. I just know that God told me to move there. And I really believed in faith that he was calling me. And so I was just like, I don't know how I don't know where I don't know when, but I'm moving to LA. And then the next day I get a job interview for a job that i had applied to like months prior and i was like oh my gosh and it was for a job in la a couple days later i got another interview for that same job and then i had more informational interviews these were all in los angeles and then within a week i had a job offer and then a week later i was starting the job and then two weeks later i was moving to la so it was all very fast but all that to say kind of like i've alluded to in Prior episodes with guests, especially with Shelby, if you want to listen to that one. I had two years of waiting, and where I had this yearning, burning desire to move to be in a different city. And I was in this waiting season, and then it was kind of all of a sudden when things started happening really, really quickly. And so, if you're in a waiting season, just be encouraged that sometimes it can feel like forever but it is a season. You're not going to be in the same season forever. It's just not how it works. Um, So I just want to encourage you in that. But yeah, so I got this job and I figured, you know what? This is going to be my future. I can see it. It makes so much sense. And I'm like a storyteller. So I have a tendency to kind of start to write my own story or what I think God is writing in my head, which I'm I'm working on that. But I was like, I see it now. I'm going to be a publicist for you know an actor i thought i was going to be an actor but now i'm going to be a publicist for an actor and little did i know neither of those things were probably going to be true i don't want to speak too soon because i mean i'm not not dead yet but so far i don't think that's where god's leading me at least currently Anyway, so yeah, I moved up to LA and um visited that church and found community immediately. Also would love to debunk some myths about LA. So when I was flying here, I was like I was fully prepared to have like no friends, fully prepared to be very lonely, fully prepared to a hard time finding a single church to go to because i had heard so many horror stories from people about like how hard the city is how lonely it is how you have no friends and there are no christians in la all those things are so false literally so false i have actually never had such strong community of friends and strong community of friends who share my faith than I have in Los Angeles. I have never been grown in my faith as much as I have in Los Angeles. I have seen the Lord work more in the past year and a half. Like it's just insane. So uh, all those are complete lies. God is literally working so much here and there is such a strong community of believers here. So I just wanna get that myth debunked right away. Also, not only are there churches here, there are a lot of amazing churches to where I've actually had a hard time like deciding on a church because there's so many good ones. So I was prepared for the opposite and it was, pleasantly surprised my first full day here, like I said, with like so many new friends and an amazing Bible based church. So go off God. Love that. Next question. How did I get into the industry? Well, like I alluded to, I got this job and publicity. I got it through LinkedIn through just honestly an application. And Ended up feeling really led to leave that job um, about in the summer, I think, of 2022. And I shortly after the Lord just like provided an opportunity for me to work red carpet events as a freelancer, which was like my dream and so fun. And then also through an insane happening, I got a job as a dance teacher, which is, like, something I never thought I would ever be able to do because I dancing was my whole life. And when I felt led to leave my job in publicity, I felt God lead me back to, like, that creative career that I loved. And he was just reminding me of how if I always loved that, why would it stop now? Why would I grow up loving the arts and all of a sudden be loving the office life, you know? So… Yeah, I started working as a dance teacher for kids and picked up a lot of side jobs because L.A. is expensive and, you know, you got to pay the bills. So I kind of just was doing a bunch of different things. And long story short, the Lord really gave me an idea for a way to provide resources and community to people in entertainment, which from that is how this podcast came to be so my hope and joy through this is for anyone in the industry and not in the industry to first of all just have community and to feel like they're not alone in whatever they're going through whether it be online or in person um, through the events that i host here in los angeles or just through an online community of listeners i just have seen in my bit of being in la how isolating the city can be and how isolating the industry can be. And it's such a big, big passion of mine for people here to not feel alone. And I also really believe as a Christian that it can be really hard to not compromise in your values if you don't have people around you who are reminding you of why and who you're living for. And so it's another really big passion of mine to connect people of faith with others who share that faith and who would be able to kind of be an accountability partner or someone to confide in. And I mentor some people in the industry here just to kind of just be that kind of touch point for them. And so obviously my passion extends beyond that. Like you don't have to be a Christian to listen to this podcast or to go to my events. It's not that way at all. It's a mix of all kinds of people, and I love and welcome all people. Truly, truly, I do. Um, it's just another piece of my hope and passion is to help people who do want to, you know, stick to certain values, whether that be faith or even just other values, um, and to help them, you know, stay accountable to that, so that whenever the going gets tough and it can be really tempting to compromise, be reminded of like the why at the end of the day. Tracking mileage for work can be so tedious and frustrating, and that was my life for many years until this past tax season. I was like, there has to be an easier way. So I did a quick little Google search and I found this app called Driver's Note. And let me tell you, it has been a game changer. If you don't have it, definitely get it because. It has made my life so much easier. It tracks your trips automatically and you can categorize it as personal or business and you can even add notes and tag locations and identify them as your house, work, gym, whatever you want to do. And I know this upcoming tax season is already going to be so much easier. So if you want to try it for yourself, you can use the link in the show notes. Last question, what advice do I have to anyone who might be confused about where they are going in life or in their dreams? So like I mentioned, my dreams have ebbed and flowed. But one thing that I think is really important to say is that where you're going, you might not know, but you're going to be prepared for it more than you expect. So speaking for myself. Like I had mentioned, I thought growing up, I was going to be an actress. I was going to be this famous actor, you know, on the screens, on the billboards. And I'm not, but like for most of my life, I couldn't imagine a life without that. And the funny thing is I have been completely content and happy without it for years now. And I don't have this, you know, deficit in my mind and my heart or my life. And that truly came from the Lord changing my heart, changing my desires. And what's really cool is – and I want to caveat here if you don't have – if you don't believe in the God that I believe in, that's totally, totally fine. Like, Feel free to keep listening and if you don't want to keep listening, that's okay too. Um, I'm just sharing my own personal experience, but yeah, for me, I have really experienced the Lord change my heart to where the cool thing is, is like, it's not like he's forcing me to something that I don't want. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, here I am with this stupid podcast, even though my real dream is to be on Disney Channel or to be on the next Marvel movie, but he won't let me or he doesn't want me to do that. So here I am doing this. Like that's not how I feel at all. I feel so happy, so filled, so content doing this. But more than that, it doesn't give me any of those things. Doing this podcast, being a dance teacher, being a friend, whatever it is, like That doesn't give me satisfaction it doesn't give me accomplishment even and there was a time when it definitely tried to whenever my job tried to be my identity but the lord really took you know uh, he really grew me a lot to show me that my identity comes from him and that cannot change so whenever i wake up in the morning with having done nothing in my day yet but open my eyes who I am then and who I am at the end of the day after I've worked super hard, there is no change in my identity in either of those times. It's so cool because it's like I know that no matter what I do or don't do, i'm no less of a human to god like he still finds me worth dying for worth loving unconditionally and he doesn't view me any less or any more and so i find so much peace and identity in that because i know that no matter what i do it doesn't even like change who i am so my advice to anyone would be to remember that that like no matter what you do or don't do It doesn't change your worth it doesn't change your value here on this earth you as you are as a human is enough is value and if you're a believer i really believe that we have the holy spirit in us and so that is already performing an eternal eternal value that goes beyond what we could even imagine so no worries there about you know being or living up to certain standards you don't have to worry about that and then in terms of figuring out your life, figuring out your career, like I said, God might change your heart, but it's not going to be this thing where you're like, I hate this. It's like he changes your desires. So you begin to change your desires without even realizing it to where all of a sudden you actually want what God wants you to want, which is so cool because like I've been through that so many times where I thought I wanted one thing and God's changed my heart. Like I mentioned with acting also with publicity like i thought i wanted to be a publicist forever and be like steve carell's publicist i actually had an opportunity to work with steve carell's publicist and i turned it down because i didn't feel peace about it and i know that was not the right job for me and i'm i feel so much peace about not taking that job because it led me to where i am now and um yeah all that to say um You never know what God's going to do in your life and how he's going to change your heart. And don't worry because he's going to change your desires too. And on the caveat, like I think about that, I'm single and I think about that sometimes with like relationships and dating. Like I sometimes get this idea of like, oh, but like God's going to want me to marry someone who I don't find attractive, who is like the opposite of what I feel like I would, you know – desire in a partner a life partner and that's just not who God is like in the same way that he moves your desires to what he wants like i truly believe that whoever god has for me to marry if he has me to marry someone will be the person that like Come, like, that I need and like, I will want. Like, I don't think that God's gonna make me marry someone who I don't love. You know, like, I'm gonna find that person so attractive inside, most of all, and out. And I don't believe that He's gonna make me like, He's gonna be like, marry this person, even though you don't find them attractive at all, or you don't think they're a good fit for you. I just feel like either A, if you don't feel that way, God's gonna change your heart, or B, that you're going to feel that way because God can change our desires on, you know, either end. So I hope that encourages you just to know that like God's on your side and he's not trying to just like take your dreams and crush them and make you do something you hate. That's just not who he is. Um, And it's really cool to see how he changes our hearts when we let him. And it's always for our for our good. Like I think about if I would have had the dreams that I wanted when I wanted them, like, oh gosh, that would not have been good. And it's really cool because like doing this podcast and getting to love people in the industry is a way for me to be in the industry in a way that I would have never imagined. Like 12 year old Sarah, who was obsessed with theater and dance would have never thought she'd be sitting here in her bedroom in Los Angeles, recording a podcast about entertainment called Hollywood Speaks. She'd be like, "No, you're gonna be in a TV show, and you're gonna be having paparazzi follow you because you're gonna be famous." <laughs> so you never know what your life has in store, but I promise you, it's better than what you could ever ask or imagine. Ephesians 3:20, one of my favorite verses says now to him who is able to do immeasurably more immeasurably more did you hear that he did the Bible did not say who can do kind of worse than what you think or maybe a little bit better but probably not or who can make your life suck because he wants that like that's not what it says it says now to him who can do immeasurably like we immeasurably means we cannot even measure it immeasurably more than anything we could ever ask or imagine now to him be the glory both now and forevermore and that is the truth i think we just gotta end there because how can i top that verse i hope you enjoyed today's episode and i'll catch you next time Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please leave a review. It takes two seconds and follow, subscribe. If you're not already Send to a friend and feel free to let me know your thoughts on this episode. And then if you have any requests for future topics, future guests on the podcast, please feel free to shoot me an email or to send me a DM. And I will be sure to respond. Anyway, I hope you have a great rest of your week, weekend, day, night, whatever it is to you. And I will catch you next Monday.